Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Thank you so much for coming back and deciding to listen to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain, my podcast, and listen to me go on some more tangents and rants for a good 30, 40 minutes. I'm very excited to be back. Before I start with today's episode, I just want to, you know, ask you guys, how are you doing? I hope you guys are prioritizing your mental health and your physical well-being this week and, you know, further on. I know it's stressful with finals and midterms and the holidays coming up. I know for the past couple of weeks, I've kind of been in a little burnout recently. School's just been kind of exhausting with tests every day and whatnot. So, you know, we're almost there. We're almost to break. Keep pushing. You've got this, but, you know. Just ask yourself, you know, how are you doing? Can you do anything to make your days a little easier? You know, maybe light a candle, meditate, you know, do a face mask. Ask yourself, it'll make you feel good, especially with finals. You know, be easy on yourself. You know, your grades don't define your worth. I know that's easier said than done. Like, it's like an easier mindset. It's not that easy, trust me, I know, but, you know, be a little lenient with yourself this week. Anyways, just wanted to get that off and just remind you guys of that because it's so important to take care of yourselves. But today's topic is OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Before I even get into anything, it's important to recognize and say that everybody or anybody who struggles with this disorder struggles differently. I am going to be telling my story and things I've experienced, and if that doesn't relate or apply to you, that's okay. If you struggle with OCD, not everybody struggles in the same way, and your feelings are valid, regardless of how you struggle or what you do, etc. And that goes for literally anything. Your opinions and emotions are valid. Even if, you know, you and your best friend do things differently, you are valid. I have debated and thought about how I was going to record this episode. I've actually been like putting it off and I've been like very nervous, I guess, about it. OCD has been a part of me for the longest time and I, it's, you know, a very important thing for me and to me, you know, it's like part of me and I wanted to make sure I recorded this the right way and then I included the right information and said the right things and I have been taking notes and just trying to figure out how I'm going to do it which hasn't been easy. And I finally was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to talk and I'm going to share what I've learned and I'm going to, you know, hopefully reach to someone and help someone else maybe make someone feel a little less alone. But just know that I've thought so much about what I'm going to say and I didn't want to not include certain things or say the wrong thing. And I've just been, it's been such a debacle, but I'm here and I'm going to do it. OCD is a very, very important subject to me. As you know, not only, I only, you know, I struggle with OCD as well as anxiety and depression, but OCD was kind of one of the first things that, you know, came to me, I guess. So I'm going to start this episode off with my story and how I relate to this topic. So I've, I guess I really, I've always kind of struggled with anxiety, but OCD kind of crept along and merged its way into myself around the fifth, sixth grade, I would say. Um, 
I, it started off as me assuming I was a germaphobe. Keep in mind now, I was a little sixth grader. I hardly knew what anxiety was, let alone OCD. I had no idea what OCD was, so I didn't know that what was happening in my brain wasn't normal. You know, I was still learning how to do multiplication, let alone, you know, discover and open up to myself. So I was known as like the germaphobe girl, like, oh, like Grace doesn't like germs, whatnot. And I thought that was normal for me. Little did I know it was OCD, but at the time, I would wash my hands so much. So if you don't know, obsessive compulsive disorder is a common, chronic, and long-lasting disorder in which a person has uncontrollable and reoccurring thoughts or obsessions and or behaviors, compulsions, that he or she feels the urge to repeat over and over. For me, this started off with hand washing. I would wash my hands over and over and over. Like I would sit at the sink and I would say, my brain would pick a number. You are going to wash your hands 20 times in a row. So I would literally wash my hands 20 times in a row. I kid you not. And for me, I thought this was normal. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just a germaphobe. Like, I don't like germs. Like, yada, yada, yada. Well, long story short, that really wasn't the case. I would bring, like, bleach wipes to school. I was afraid of germs. Like, I was, that was one of my obsessions that I dealt with was germs. It was a fear of mine. And because of that, I just thought I was a germaphobe and... I would wash my hands so much to the point where they were red and bloody and, like, in pain. And once again, I had no idea what was going on. My parents, I think they knew at the same time, like, I was only in, like, sixth grade, so it was very foggy, but they took me to the doctors to get medicine for my hands. And I just thought it was such a normal thing, like, I was a sixth grader who would bleach my desk. Like, I would literally wipe my desk down before I could sit at it. I would wash my hands like 15, 20 times in a row. I would come home from school. I would take all my school clothes off. I wouldn't allow anything from school into my room. If one of my clothes, like a clothing item that I wore to school that day, touched my bed, I would strip my sheets and wash them like it was a serious issue that I had but you know my friends like joked around with me and was like you know like oh Grace is just a germaphobe and I was like yeah same like literally I'm a germaphobe there's nothing wrong with that and I just kind of thought it was a phase that I would grow out of I didn't know that they were compulsions and you know things that my brain was telling me to do in order to feel safe and secure Personally, for me, I feel like OCD is kind of like a coping mechanism, which, you know, it's, you know, in a positive and negative way. OCD has given me a lot of positives that I'll get into, but also some negatives too. So that was kind of how it all first started was the hand washing. That was a really, really, really hard time in my life. And that is something that I think I will always vividly remember. It was pretty bad, and I'm, you know, safe to say now that I've kind of grown out of that and learned how to deal with that, but still, it was bad. Moving on, 
flash forward to seventh grade now. I had pretty much gotten the hand washing thing under control. It was just something that I kind of had to deal with. She'll return. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but in seventh grade, I started getting intrusive thoughts. Now, intrusive thoughts are basically like unwanted negative thoughts that can be like violent, aggressive towards others or yourself. They're just like nasty thoughts that no one wants to have. And I started having them. This scared me so bad. Because I was like, why am I having such violent and awful thoughts? Like, I would never mean these. Like, I I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? Like, I would cry about them. Like, I was so afraid to talk to anybody because I just assumed that I was the only one struggling with them. You know, still at the time, I had no idea what OCD was. Like, I didn't understand what I was going through. I didn't know that I wasn't alone. And I would keep it to myself. I actually did some research. And one of the most common things with intrusive thoughts is praying. Like, after you have them, like, praying and apologizing. And I remember that being something that I did. I Something would trigger my, like, you know, intrusive thought or whatever. Whether it was, like, a violent... I Okay, this is one thing I remember was it was Halloween. And I saw a snickers commercial or reese's commercial and it took place in a graveyard and all i can think of was like death in a graveyard and i kept having intrusive thoughts about family members and you know you get the idea and i remember going in the other room and praying for like 30 minutes apologizing over and over and over again and after every intrusive thought i would pray to god and you know tell him i'm so sorry like i don't know what's happening i wouldn't mean this And I didn't tell anybody for the longest time because I didn't want to be perceived as an awful, disgusting human being. I thought I was literally going to become, like, a psychopath, like, the next murderer of, like, Gen Z. Like, that was such a fear of mine. And it was one of the most hardest things I have ever dealt with. And they kept happening, and I was really struggling. I mean, like, it got to a point where I was having them every second of every minute of every hour. And it scared me. Finally, at one point, it was around the holidays and they started getting really bad. And it was just, you know, making me sad around Christmas. And I was scared and I didn't want to feel like this during one of my favorite times of the year. So... I did one of the most hardest things that literally anybody in their life, you know, can do regardless of any situation. And I opened up. I remember my mom was in her closet putting away clothes. And I said, hey, mom, I'm having intrusive thoughts. And I told her about them and I was terrified. I genuinely, I like literally, my mom is the sweetest person ever. Like I know she would never judge me or anything, but I was so scared. And I was like, I'm having these thoughts. Like, I'm not crazy. Like, I would never mean them. I don't know why they keep coming back to me over and over again. You know, I'm just a little seventh grader. Like, I don't don't know what's happening. And, you know, she sat down with me and she's like, okay. Like, first of all, you're okay. And she said something to me that was 
the most comforting thing she could have said, and she told me that she struggled with intrusive thoughts herself and told me about how what hers were on and like how she thought about herself and things like that. And that was such a relief to me. I mean, like, you have no idea. Like, that was just so much weight taken off myself. Anyways, um, it was the last day before Christmas break, and I stayed home from school because I was sick. Go figure. I'm, like, sick 90% of the time with either a head cold or the flu. I swear my immunity system hates me. Anyways, and she said she had an early Christmas gift for me. So I was like, oh, my gosh, like, cool. She gave me this little box, and she got it from Wegmans. It was this little bracelet, and it was called, like, this snap band. You can find them on Amazon, literally wherever. And basically, every time you had an intrusive thought, you would just snap the little bracelet on your wrist. It didn't hurt. It was just a little, like, snap to, like, kind of snap yourself out of that mindset and, now, and like, those painful thoughts that created a false narrative type of thing. And... I kid you not, this little tiny bracelet from Wegmans saved my life. You don't even understand. I think now if she were to give, like if I was struggling now and she were to give them to me, I feel like it wouldn't work as well. But just because I was, you know, kind of immature and I was just a seventh grader, like it helped me so much. So after every intrusive thought, I would just snap and I wouldn't sit and pray for hours or cry over them or feel alienated. And I wouldn't freak out anymore. I would snap it. And it was just like I was snapping them away and like getting rid of them. So like, thank you to my mom. Like she has no idea. I've never really publicly like this opened up about my intrusive thoughts or my OCD experience, but it's so real. And as I've gotten older, you know, I've kind of like put the pieces together and realized like, oh, this was related to my depression or my OCD. At the time, I was so young that I didn't really understand what was happening. So, so yeah, that was another thing. The next thing that I kind of dealt with and wasn't actually able to stop or kind of like deal with until spring of last year, I finally managed to stop doing this once I started therapy. The hand-washing thing kind of came back, but in a different way. So, for example say I would be scrolling on TikTok or Instagram, whatever, or even reading a book. And say a video on TikTok popped up about this girl talking about her mom who has cancer. I would turn my phone off after seeing the video and I would go wash my hands because I thought that because that video came up on my phone and like, my hand was connected to it that automatically meant like some in like some spiritual weird way that because I had seen this video about this girl talking about her mom with cancer or literally whatever that the same situation the same issue was going to happen to me that something bad was going to happen to my family so I had to wash my hands and once I washed my hands I was safe and I was okay regardless of how many sad videos or any videos like that came up on my phone, I would put the phone down and wash my hands. There were times in the summer where I was up to like 3 a.m. See, like seeing a video like that, get up at 3 in the morning, even though I was exhausted in bed, and wash my hands. 
I was just so afraid that some magical way this video was going to transmit through my phone to me and curse me. It was this obsession and compulsion that my brain had created for me. And it just tricked me every time. Honestly, that was just one of those things where I had to kind of like open up to myself and just get myself to stop. Like I talked to my therapist and I literally looked in the mirror and talked to myself after seeing the videos and I would force myself not to wash my hands, which was extremely hard for me to do because that's what made me feel safe was washing my hands. That's what helped me, you know, feel comfortable in how to deal with these obsessions and compulsions. But I wasn't going to allow myself to do it anymore. So I think at some point I had just reached my my breaking point. I was just so sick and tired of doing it that I was just like, nope, you're not going to do it. And long story short, nothing bad. Knock on wood. Um, you know, has nothing magically is transmitted through my phone to me and cursed my life. Which, that was a pretty hard thing to do. But I'm thankful that I have gotten past that. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come, you know. Progress isn't linear, but I know it doesn't seem like much. And I know hand washing and stuff isn't that big of a deal. Like, I could have it way worse. But to the extent of which I was doing these things, it was exhausting. And it was just kind of scary to see how these thoughts and obsessions and compulsions were taking over and controlling my life. And then I think... The intrusive thoughts came back again when we were in quarantine. I wasn't getting out of the house really that much unless I was going to go for a run or something. You know, we were in quarantine. We couldn't see anybody. So I was pretty bored most of the time, which meant that my mind was open 90% of the time. And they just kind of crept back. And then I, you know, I talked to my mom again. I think the biggest thing that helped me with my intrusive thoughts was opening up and talking about them. Because the more I bottled them up and the more I shoved them down, the more they would keep coming back and coming back. And I know that it is the worst thing ever and the most like scariest feeling ever to open up about whatever you're going through and the fear of being judged or looked at differently because of what you're going through. But I promise you, it is one of the biggest lessons I have learned in my life and it is the most helpful. So... I guess that's kind of my whole story with OCD. You know, there's more certain things like counting and, you know, not letting myself leave my room until I shut my drawer like eight times in a row or whatever. Little things like that. But the whole hand washing and intrusive thoughts were the biggest things that I've dealt with with OCD. (sighs) So, yeah. I'm kind of emotional after talking about that because that is just such a hardship that I've gone through and it feels really relieving to kind of publicly get that off my chest. You know, um, I think people who struggle with mental health always view themselves in a negative way. Like, you know, my problems and everything that I go through are negative, but there are some positives too, which sounds so weird. You know, after every mental breakdown or after after every issue that I've ever gone through, I've always learned something out of it. I've learned so much from OCD and I wouldn't be the person I am today without it. So for that, I thank it. But at the same time, like 
fuck you, OCD. Like, I hate you. <laughs> Pardon my French. I'm sorry, but I just need to get that off my chest. Okay. So another thing I wanted to mention after I just got that whole story off my chest was the stigma around OCD. When people think of OCD, the first thing that pops into their head is being organized. Oh, my bookshelf isn't straightened. Let me fix that. Or, oh no, my silver earrings have mixed in with my gold earrings. Like, I'm going to have a panic attack. What shall I do? No. Literally, let me just stop you there. No, it is not. That makes me, that makes my blood boil. Oh my gosh. Ugh, it's so annoying, especially after things that I have gone through. OCD is not just being organized. Please, please, please stop saying, oh my gosh, this makes me so OCD. No, maybe change the narrative and say, this makes me really annoyed or uncomfortable. OCD is not about being organized. Sure, there are certain compulsions that make you arrange things or move things or, you know, fear of contamination or discomfort, but just saying that OCD is all about being organized and being quote-unquote perfect and clean is not true. It's not true. You know, I was seen as a germaphobe and really clean for washing my hands over and over and over again. In reality, I wasn't clean. Mentally, I was in the worst spot ever and my hands were raw and bloody. Like, that's disgusting. Like, nobody wants that. So no, OCD is not just about being organized. Like, just stop using that as, you know, another adjective for organized because it's not. Okay, I need to get that off my chest. I am so sorry. Um, If you also hear anybody say like, oh my God, that's so OCD. Maybe just be like, hey, why don't we use a different word? You know, I think that's an important thing. Um, another little definition, I've been trying to give definitions just because I know not everyone listening knows what OCD is and that's perfectly okay. Um, it is a mental illness that not only causes overwhelming distress to the person living with it, but significant disruption to their everyday life. So like I was saying, my day-to-day life was interrupted because of the obsessions and compulsions my brain was tricking me. To believe and do like the whole social media thing I talked about where I would see something and then have to wash my hands I would do that regardless of who was around like I remember some of my friends would be over and I would be like oh I have to go to the bathroom which was a lie I just needed to get up and wash my hands like it's just it just ruins your life like you know I'm just trying to enjoy things and be calm but OCD just tricks you into doing things that are you know, unnecessary. And these compulsions are so manipulative and it's really hard. So some coping mechanisms that I have learned is to learn and to let it go. And another thing is like, don't fear the thoughts, attend to them and be open to them. So kind of all of those things connect, you know, for the longest time when I was struggling with intrusive thoughts as a seventh grader and, you know, up until now, honestly, I 
you know, your first, you know, your first thing that you want to do is just push them away. Ignore them. They're not there. I'm not, I like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not this type of person to have intrusive thoughts. Like, no, no, no. Like push it away. Bury it deep, deep down. And let me tell you, that only makes things worse. Something that I had to learn and nail into my head, and trust me, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, it's unsettling, was opening up to them. And this even goes with like things with anxiety, things that are making you anxious. Let them in. Listen to them. Speak to them. You know, my therapist has told me like, listen to your intrusive thoughts. You know, obviously like don't try not to act on them, but like listen to them. Don't push them away because the more you push them away, the more they're going to try and come back you know, kind of like open up, you know, what are you trying to get across? Like, you know, like I hear you, like I hear you in my brain, but I'm not letting you control me. I'm not letting you take over my life. I'm not letting you ruin any more of my time because of your stupid compulsions and obsessions. Like let them in and talk to them. Like let them know who's boss. Another thing is to manage your stress. Stress and anxiety can make OCD like 10 times worse. Like if you are super stressed and, you know, anxious and your life is already kind of downhill and just kind of a mess, your compulsions are going to want to act more and you're going to feel more comfortable acting on those compulsions. I feel like with OCD, and this could just be for me, The compulsions try and trick you into thinking that you're coping in the best way possible. Like, oh, like me washing my hands 87 times in a row is going to keep me safe. It's going to make me feel relaxed when in reality it's trying to trick you. Like that's not the case. So I feel like if you're so, if like you're already really anxious and stressed, you're going to have more of an urge to act on these compulsions. Um, try a relaxation technique. Relaxation can help you look after your well-being when you are feeling stressed, anxious, or busy. Another thing too with like letting, opening up to the intrusive thought and like listening to it is journaling. Write down how you're feeling. I know journaling is like one of the first recommended things when you talk to literally anybody and it's such a corny thing and it's annoying, but it really does help in some circumstances. Like sometimes journaling is great for me and other times I'm just like this is stupid I don't want to do it trust me um but sometimes I think opening up and writing down your problems and writing down what's making you upset or you know the certain compulsions you're going through can really help and that can also help you relax too and kind of like getting it off your chest and you can also talk to people too like if you have a trusted friend family member adult whoever and you really just know that you need to talk to them about something you've been going through, then do that. If they are a friend to you, then they are not going to disregard your feelings or your thoughts. That's how I like would picture a true friend is that they would listen to you and try and give you advice or just be there for you. Try being mindful. Um, You know, principles of mindfulness are always important to remember. And even maybe talk to a professional if things are getting really bad. Therapy is amazing. Let me tell you, therapy is awesome. I don't care what anybody says. If you are in therapy, you're not alienated. 
you're not a disgrace, you're cool, and you're sexy, and you're awesome. Like, if you're in therapy, like, you're my people. I, if someone had told me in seventh grade that I would need a therapist and would need weekly therapy, I would tell you, first of all, like, ew, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to talk to a stranger or ew. Like, I'm not the type of person to do that. Like, I can handle myself and my own feelings. Well, first of all, seventh grade me, you're wrong. I decided to, I got to a point in February, this was more with depression than OCD, but I got to a point where I was like, okay, like, I'm not doing good. So I needed, you know, I got on medication from the doctors and I started therapy and I love therapy so much. I look forward to therapy every other week. It is my absolute favorite thing. I love my therapist, Tina. I know I've mentioned her before. She's just my best friend. I love her. And it, she's helped so much with not only my anxiety and depression, but OCD too. You know, it feels good to kind of vent and get some of these obsessions and compulsions off your chest. Sometimes talking can help you prevent acting on them, which is great. Understand why intrusive thoughts disturb you. You know, understand why this is bothering you. Understand why it's making you uncomfortable. I know that's the last thing that you want to do and you really don't want to think about that and you want to push it away. But sometimes, like, reflecting on them and opening up, being like, okay, this intrusive thought I just had about my cat is bothering me because blah, 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 blah. And kind of reflecting on them can help. And I've noticed that because I've reflected on certain thoughts, I haven't gotten them as recently, which is awesome. And take intrusive thoughts less personally. Do not blame yourself because of your intrusive thoughts. Don't assume that it's your fault. It's not your fault. You can't control what thoughts pop into your brain. Like that literally just happens at random. Obviously you can control what comes out of your mouth, but you can't control what pops into your brain. Trust me, we've all had like intrusive thoughts, but you know, when you have OCD, they're just typically so reoccurring. Not everyone struggles with intrusive thoughts with OCD. They might have different obsessions or compulsions. I'm just talking about these types of things because they are what I've experienced personally and I can relate to them better. And I Googled and intrusive thoughts are a pretty common trait of OCD. Um, but yeah, taking them less personally, don't blame yourself. You're not the one choosing to have these thoughts. And if your mind tricks you and says, oh, you know, you're in control. You're the one who wants to have these awful imaginative thoughts. You just gotta, you gotta ignore that. You know, you gotta, you know, remember who you are, that you're the bigger person and that these thoughts are here to disrupt your life and not make them better. You are not in control and they are not your fault. You can't blame yourself. I did that for the longest time. And that's why I prayed I would apologize because I thought I was the one in control and I was the one doing this to myself. Reality, I wasn't. It was my OCD doing it to me. Um, and that's why I opened up. Opening up is one of the most scariest things ever. And I know how hard it can be, especially if you're not that close with your parents or anybody, but there's always someone out there who cares about you and wants to help. And opening up to, you know, my parents, my doctors, my therapist, whatever, saved my life. Like, I'm not saying that to be corny or cheesy. Like, I'm, it saved my life. Like, 
if I wasn't on my antidepressants and I wasn't in therapy right now, I genuinely don't know where I would be. I probably wouldn't be sitting here in front of this microphone talking to you. So it's an amazing thing. I'm just so blessed that I was able to find the courage and do it. And I know you can too. If you are afraid to open up, I promise you it may be scary, but in the long run, it's really worth it. And I don't know where I would be today without opening up. And, you know, if you feel like you don't have anyone to open up to, I'm sure you do. You can even talk to a teacher or something. I know that's kind of like, ugh, why would I want to do that? But there's always someone out there who cares for you. I promise. Your doctor cares about you. You can even open up to your dentist. <laughs> um, oh, wow, I'm just like trying to gather my thoughts. I just like threw so much out. And I can't remember what I just wanted to talk about. Oh my god, what did I just want to mention? I cannot remember what I was going to say. Oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Oh my god, this is driving me nuts. I hate when that happens. I hate that. Opening up. What else was I going to say? Honestly, I literally don't even know. I just totally lost my train of thought right now. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> so yeah. OCD is a very real thing and is super common, whether you know it or not. And, you know, I hope this kind of educate, like, if you didn't know what OCD was, I hope this, you know, educated you a little bit on it. It's a very real thing. And everyone, like I said, struggles differently. My story, I'm sure, is so much different than someone else's who struggles with OCD. So, you know don't like think oh if you're not having intrusive thoughts or you don't do hand washing then you don't have OCD that's not true <gasps> I just remembered what I wanted to say oh god I'm so happy I just remembered what I wanted to say okay so yeah you know everyone's different and everyone struggles in their own way another thing connecting with opening up I was sitting in my room in seventh grade I just remember these certain moments so vividly. And I went on my phone and I Googled intrusive thoughts. And I clicked on the link that came up, the first one. And it was like a blog where it was like a community blog where people could write their own thoughts and like what they've gone through. Like, like they could write their own experiences on this website. And I was reading them and I started to cry because I had read and found out that other people were struggling with intrusive thoughts and, you know, compulsions and stuff that I was going through too. You know, other people were checking things, following strict routines, demanding reassurance, counting, fear and aggression of certain things, unwanted thoughts. And I realized that I wasn't alone. And I read that some people prayed. And that was something I did, obviously. You know, some people prayed and some people did this after having intrusive thoughts. And I broke down in tears because I was just so relieved to know that I wasn't alone. And that is something that I want you to know, too. Regardless if it's any mental disorder, literally anything, You, I promise you you're not alone. I promise you you're not. This was one of the most eye-opening experiences for me. 
and I'm just so happy. Like, that just made me so happy and less alienated. You know, I felt comfortable. Like, I realized, oh, I'm not the only one struggling here. Other people have OCD too. And with struggling with OCD, I have learned so much, you know, starting in fifth grade with these compulsions, I had no idea what OCD was. Like, I literally did not know a single thing about it. And now I feel like I know a pretty good amount, you know, and I still have so much to learn, you know, my experiences differ from others. So, you know, I'm sure I could be educated in other ways about it by other people with different experiences. But my experiences have, you know, allowed me to get that voice to advocate for others and, it dealing with mental illnesses have opened my eyes so much because I now can see things in a different light and understand that we all go through something you know etc and I've just learned so much and I'm it's really a blessing in disguise I've talked to my therapist about this you know no one wants to struggle with mental illnesses but that is a positive is that you know I'm open-minded and I'm less likely to judge someone through a screen or You know, you never know what's going on when no one's looking. And that's a really great thing. And that's a really great trait I have. You know, obviously, it's not great that all the baggage had to come along with it. But it shaped me for who I am today. And I'm very thankful for that. I feel like there's still so much more to be talked about with OCD. And I feel like these topics are like never ending. I feel like I could sit in front of this microphone and just go on and on for hours, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I feel like I'm going to wrap things up here. Remember the coping mechanisms I've talked about in this episode, you know, let the thoughts in, confront them, talk to them. No, like let them know that you are listening and you're aware of what's going on because, you know, If you keep pushing them away, they're just going to keep trying to come back and, you know, open up. I know it's scary. No one wants to do it. It's uncomfortable. But I'm telling you right now that it could really help. I mean, opening up to my parents saved my life, even though it was so awkward and I didn't want to do it. You know, even taking the step and say, hey, I might need to talk to a professional. That's another great thing, too. I'm so glad I'm in therapy. Love it. And just remember that these OCD obsessions and compulsions are not your fault. Like I've said repeatedly in this episode, these thoughts are manipulating you to believe that it's your fault and that you're in control when you're really not. They're in control and they're trying to disrupt your day-to-day life. And I know that whatever you're going through, you will be able to, you know, break through and overcome your struggles. I know in fifth grade, I would have never thought I would have been able to stop my hand washing issues. Like, I always thought that would be a part of me. And here I am now. I, little one pump of of soap, little, you know, 30 seconds in the sink, done. Only one time. Like, that is growth. And Another positive is like experiencing these struggles have allowed me to see how much I've grown and, you know, how much I've become such an independent person at just such a young age. And I'm so incredibly proud of myself. And that is just an amazing thing. You know, be proud of yourself. You may be struggling still now, 
But think of how far you've come and the things you've survived. Like, that's insane. You're stronger than you realize. And you have people that care about you and you can get through these times. Regardless of what your brain tells you. Regardless of what any intrusive thought tries to mimic or make you feel. You can overcome your struggles. And with that being said, remember that being organized is an OCD. Like, there's so much more to it. You know, be open-minded and look out for others. You're not alone. And there's always people who care about you and will listen. Your compulsions and your obsessions do not define you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you have any questions about OCD or anything, please DM me and let me know. I might even do another episode on this. I feel like there's more to talk about. But you're probably bored. You're probably, like, ready to go on TikTok now. So I'm going to let you guys go. But thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned for more episodes. Bye.